Hello, everybody. Let's, Let's go. Go when Emma finds the intro. Let's have a little dance at the beginning. Do you have a little dance at the beginning as well? I always just bob to. I it. haven't got. I haven't got bored of this one. Unlike the other one. No, nah, this one's good. I like the this other one. one. Used to just <laughs> make me cringe. Emma, How's your weekend, Luca? How's your weekend been? You were going to start been, with me then, but I'm sorry. I was. You. Yeah, you got me. Um, we, weekend's been good. I did, like I told you before, I did 18 mm. rounds of personal development yesterday. That was golf. good. <laughs> By personal golf. development, he means fucking golf. <laughs> yeah. And because it is such, it, like you've got to be easy on yourself. It's like the game where any, no matter how good you are, every day can be different. And I like it because you're out in nature. You sort of, so, a big eagle flew right over me. It was so awesome. Um, and the courses here are awesome. Didn't play the best course yesterday, but it was a bit muddy and stuff. But you sort of had to. You just gotta, you just gotta sort of roll with the punches, you know. I, I don't think there's only, there's only so much you can control. And if there's a bad shot, there's a bad shot. You, there's a lot of people out there, you know. Actually, funny enough, I watched King Richard on Saturday night, just before. So that's the story of uh, Venus and Serena Williams with their dad and how their dad sort of had the vision of ra- raising them as tennis champions. It's incredible, the most inspiring movie I've watched mm, for a long time. And he. Um, he, what was I going to say? He talked about, I almost forgot what I was going to really say. Anyway, the story was about Venus and Serena becoming champions, but him having a plan and going through all this hardship. I've I've completely lost my train of thought because I was talking about <laughs> golf and, how, and how, it, how it linked in. Basically, we're talking about, <laughs> no, you said something about like, rolling with the punches of life well no you're talking about golf but it was kind of like a metaphor for life then you started talking about tennis and serena and venus williams and i'm just i don't know where you were going with it either <laughs> oh, i always <laughs> work around there's always him, purpose something about him having a vision was that it like about them being champions yeah maybe anyway if it comes back to me <laughs> comes back to me sorry about that guys the, but on that um Super inspiring. Luca is speechless for once. <laughs> Super inspiring. Super inspiring. Mm. How much it takes to have a vision like that. And like he was called crazy for many people said, oh, he's, you know, he's lost it. He's, what he's doing is crazy. But he, he, exactly what he said came true with his, mm. with his girls. And oh, that's what I was going to talk about. So what was, what was portrayed in the film was when, because Venus and Serena were like the first black women in sort of this tennis culture and they came from Compton. So that was like, they didn't have the money and they ended up, the story will tell you everything, but anyway, they ended up in these tennis competitions and they were the only, well, what it seemed like women of color there. And the, the, it was like the classic sort of rich white tennis families or the parents were like really pushing their kids from it. This is in juniors, right? So this is when they were like 11, 12, 13, and they're pushing them, pushing their kids. This is the white parents. And all it was so funny how they were portraying it because every time they'd made a mistake in the 
in the match, the, the white girls would make the mistake. They would go, oh, my God, you're so stupid. And they would just, like, curse themselves. They would, they would curse themselves so much. And you would see the parents, and they would be so disappointed. And what you realize is the kids are only saying to themselves what the parents would say to them. And they're only picking up the habits from what their parents would say. But then you see what King, King Richard, what Richard Williams was doing was like he was always believing in his girls. And they believed that he, they had so much confidence because they had the foundation. Even though they didn't have the money and they were all sleeping in one, five girls were sleeping in one bedroom and all that, they had love and they had self-belief, mm. which was incredible. And that, so they always believed in themselves. They never got hard on themselves. And so King Richard also made comments in the media at the time. He said the people that should be shot are the what other, other tennis parents should be shot because of how they treat their kids. And so with golf and how I was going to wrap it back with golf is like when you hit a bad shot, how often do you curse yourself and thinking about what you're actually doing? Who's actually mad at you? When you're, and and you can, it's not just golf, but this is sort of where I identified it and how I can practice self-forgiveness, self-acceptance and letting go and surrendering and trusting. It's like, okay, well, I know what I'm capable of, but if I didn't do it in that time, there's no point getting angry at myself. Because that's only going to push me down further. Energetically, my my body's going to be feeling the the hatred towards myself. The body's going to be feeling the disappointment. I don't want to be doing that. So mm. it's all about being really, really graceful with yourself, really forgiving with yourself, and allowing yourself to progress naturally instead of hating on yourself. And so that was really powerful. And that's what mm. I've. That's why when I want to say personal development. Go on, 19, 18 rounds of personal development. It's like you just got to go out there and just do your best and be your best to yourself. Mm. You're out there with nature as well, and so you sort of just got to soak it up and be like, what can I let go of today? That's how I see it at least. Mm. I love when you said, now I'm forgetting my words. <laughs> I love when you said it was it was something to do with how in those moments, where those critis- the self-criticism is coming in and you're speaking bad to yourself, who actually is that speaking? Is that yeah. you, truly you? Or is that no. what your parents said to you when you were young? Or is that what mm. society says? Or is that what your friends ridicule- ridiculed you about when you decided to fully express yourself the way that you wanted to show up in the world? Mm. And recognizing that becomes really powerful because then you start to see that those those voices that aren't believing you aren't actually you. It's just Mm. your ego that has appropriated them as you. Mm -hmm. And where it's appropriated them as you, it's recognizing the separation, recognizing, okay, they're not actually true to me. They're not actually my intuition, my divine led guidance. Mm. But it is a part of me now that needs to be loved, that needs to be seen that child who went through that, the teenager that was ridiculed by her friends, whatever, it needs to be loved and it needs to be seen by you. And then through that, I think we're so much more empowered to believe in ourselves because we can recognize that all parts of us are here for the journey and all parts of us are here to walk this path rather than feeling like we have to suppress parts of us that we don't believe are worthy of this path. And what Mm -hmm. is worthiness at the end of the day? We're all just worthy. We're all just worthy. Unworthiness is is an illusion in itself because we were born mm. worthy. We've just been told and conditioned mm. to believe otherwise. And 
I was wondering what you thought on this, Luca, in terms of having having self-belief and that path to cultivating that belief within yourself. Mm. It's difficult, right? When you've got so many people outside of you telling you that it's not possible, telling you things aren't right. Like, how did you yeah. find that you could believe in your path when you saw that outside of well, you? Well, I was quite lucky. So I grew up with my grandfather for many of my early years before he passed away. At, um, and so he he was like, I mean, I was talking about this to my sister the other day when I was from six to nine for the for the longest period. That's when I lived with him and he passed away at nine when I was nine. And so he was a very, he was played professional sports. He was a professional athlete in New Zealand. Oh, well, not professional, but he played for the Maldi All Blacks. So high up there. So very competitive. My uncles and aunties, my, one of my uncles played for Australia in sport. And so they were very competitive. And so he always trained us to be professional athletes. And so from six years old till nine, I, for five days a week, we would wake up 5.30 in the morning and we'd go down to the beach and we'd have to run nonstop to the end of the point at the beach and back. And, and we totaled it later and it was 4.4 kilometers. So I was doing that from six years to nine years old, five days a week. And if it was too stormy at the beach, we would go to the park and do sprints and stuff. And, you know, my cousin ended up going through a very high level of competitive sports. I broke my back, so I didn't go down that path. But it taught he taught me something very, very valuable that, was always stuck with me so it was never i yes i do doubt myself in some areas but there was never a thing that said i couldn't do something mm. it was never something that was ever impossible i just had to go after i just had to find what it is and i and i had to do the work to get there right so i've like the word was never there was never it's never a, a phrase in my life where i, I can't do something mm. it, i mean that's a thing right it's like i can't there was never that it was always like yes you can don't say that my grandfather was super positive um super what, what an amazing thing to grow up around like hearing that at that age as well because that's yeah. like when we're most likely to receive and be receptive to those beliefs yeah i mean i'm very blessed if i hadn't had that influence i think my life would have been very different because my mum decided to leave me with my grandfather well he asked to have me and so then my mum went away to work and stuff. But then when I lived with my mum after that, she was always that anyway. So she kept that influence going, but it wasn't that strict regime because that just wasn't the, the situation with my, my house situation. It was a bit different, right? So, but for people out there who, who say they can't or they don't believe in themselves, I mean, you've just got to be around some people that have a different mindset. And I, we've Danielle and I have worked with some people who have been in some really, really like in America and some like smaller country towns where they've been in some really toxic families and their families laugh at them for doing a little like personal development course. They're like, what you're doing that. That's just nonsense. And so we've seen a lot of people who have been around a, an environment that does not believe in them or support them. And it's like that tall, in Australia, they call it the tall poppy syndrome. Once you get too big, they cut you down because they're like, no, 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 because no, it makes them feel greater. So mm. the tall poppy syndrome is real, but you've got to be your tall poppy and you've got to keep growing. So what one thing I've always done is like 
I've always I've always vibrated and 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 migrated towards people that have a similar mindset of either where I am and where I want to be. I'm sort of, and I can gauge quickly. I've got like this discernment where I can gauge, and I've had this very young. I've been around some rough people. Don't get me wrong, but I know how long I can tolerate that situation. Mm. And so there's something deeper in me that says this probably isn't in my highest interest to stay around this. And so I'm always like, quick, let's go. So powerful to listen to that. I think similar to you, Luca, like I was I was kind of blessed with, with a family who've been supportive for me on this path um, yeah. and really been super grateful to see that from, from my dad and mm. just someone who completely and utterly believes in me. And when I'm doubting myself, he's like, patience, Emma, patience. Mm. And it's just, mm. it's beautiful because it's almost like the universe speaking through him in such an mm. incredible way. Mm. But I remember a time where I would be so caught up in, and I've seen these times also reoccur as I've gone deeper into this path. But I remember a time when I was, especially when I was in secondary school, when I was just so caught up with what everyone thought of me. Mm. It was all about being popular. It was all about being the person that the boys liked, all of these kind of stories that I think in secondary school, especially as a teenage girl, culture and society has kind of embedded into us that we have to have. We have to look good. We have to be popular. We have to fit in with everyone else, go to the cool parties. And I remember just that's when my belief, my self-belief just completely plummeted because I was like, well, I can't believe in myself for something that I want if it doesn't fit in with what everyone else is saying is the right thing to do. And I remember mm. telling my story, this story to myself, and I've seen this come up again, especially going into this industry and, and going into this world, especially has a lot of that circle is involved on social media. And, and I see myself again, comparing myself to other people. I see that pattern come up and mm. look to others as like, well, if they're doing so well and I'm not, and I can see that separation, I see that separation, then what's the point of me even believing in myself? And I used to watch mm. this this story come up and and now it's like I can choose what I look at. I can choose who I associate with. I, I have that choice. Mm. And avoiding those triggers is not, is not the way, right? Avoiding those triggers is not the way. It's through those triggers. And then on the other side, realizing that you have a choice on what you put in your space and what you allow mm. into your space, like you just said there, Luca. Mm. And I think then it's like going to the people that inspire you, right? They might mm -hmm. trigger you at first, but because they've got something that maybe you want to welcome into your life as well. But don't mm. see that as separation. See that as inspiration. If they're there, so can you be there. Mm -hmm. If they're grateful for where they are, you can learn to be grateful for where you are. Mm -hmm. Learning from the people that are walking this path, not just in a way that's to show off what they've, what they've got or from mm. an egotistical point of view, but who are following this path, who are dedicated to this path, who walk this path with you. I think mm. last week when we had our episode and we just, it was probably our most vulnerable and an open episode. And I remember after it, before I put it up on my podcast, just thinking, 
shit like what are people going to hear, hear think about me when when they hear this you know what are they going to think about me when when i put this out on the podcast and and i'm Fuck sharing <laughs> and i'm sharing about how one of my most difficult patterns that i had with in relationship was lying all the time like i was thinking all of these things come up right and then i was reminded again that uh, this is all stories mm-hmm. this is all stories that i as a teenager and probably in younger years of my life as well, was told to believe, was told that I had to be. I had to be what everyone else was doing. I had to follow what everyone else was doing, even if that meant rejecting and abandoning myself, parts of myself. Mm. So I think like the path to self-belief is choosing not to abandon yourself for other people, to impress other people, to make other people happy. Choosing yourself first. To not abandon yourself, yeah. yeah listening to yourself, listening to your body. Yeah. And, okay, that's the process as well to get there, to have that awareness. But yeah. taking those steps to have that awareness and then listening to your guidance, listening to your body, seeing what that wants to do, how you, how your body wants you to show up, how your body wants you to express yourself in the world. Mm. And as crazy as it may seem, as out there as it may seem, as different as it may seem, that is your path to your greatest fulfillment in your life because you are not following somebody else's idea of the path. You're following Mm. your soul's knowing of the path, which is powerful you know it's something i want to add to that this this innate unworthiness as you talk about i was like to talk to to describe innate to to describe your innate worthiness and your innate intelligence like when people say self-belief and it's like just believe in yourself or like you can't believe in yourself i find that so fascinating even at times Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh i don't know if that's possible i don't know if Mm -hmm. i can do that but Think about this, like every day, every night, there's this infinite intelligence running through every single one of your cells. It tells your your eyes process all this information, trillions of bits of information in seconds. It puts that it puts that information into your brain and perceives it and understands it. And then it digests food. It breaks it all down into these microscopic elements and then redistributes it through your whole body and creates all these different cells to to help you grow. So the same thing happened when you were born. Mm -hmm. Two little microscopic cells came together and they have these little strings of information. (laughs) Little, yeah, Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Before that, it's a party. <laughs> um, Sorry, I just completely did the. Uh, the DNA has the day. The DNA has all these little strings of information, and you can't see that to the naked eye, but you you can see it under a very very good microscope, and you can see that they know exactly what to do, mm. and that's in you. You have trillions of cells with trillions of nucleuses that have dna in there and your body is constantly telling itself what to do that's not you it is you but it's not you and i'm pointing to the mind for those who aren't watching the video so allow yourself to really come back into the body and out of the mind into the heart out of the mind 
where you think you can't believe because it's just it's the mind is just a construct of something else a past experience that tells you what you think is true about yourself which is just being picked up because we're where every time we listen to the news growing up every time we listen to our parents growing up we're constantly being programmed especially from zero to seven where our brain isn't fully produced we're in a theta state of awareness and we're constantly absorbing information around us whether you like it or not but we're doing that all the time because the unconscious never switches off not even in our sleep that's why we can hear a noise and we wake up because our unconscious is always aware so just remember that you are so friggin' innately intelligent because of that. So we just got a comment I saw from Danielle. So Danielle said, hey, could I I could really use some help. I have some family issues that I need some advice on. I thought you meant sure. your Danielle. Then I was like, oh. No, it's someone else. <laughs> Danielle Coffee. I think it came through Twitch. But I have some family issues. Sure, Danielle. Yeah, if just you want to post, share, we post can... them in and we can we can have a little riff on that. So so just on that note too, one of the things is this is our, our very last episode that we'll be streaming for uh, free publicly. Yeah. So then it's this is going to be going into a private community where questions like what Danielle has just said, we're gonna have available uh, for our private members and we can help guide them. And so that's going to be weekly. We'll talk about topics. We'll also answer live questions. We can answer questions from the group who are, who members are participating in. And then once a month, we're actually going to be doing a live coaching. So it's just on coaching. It's not an actually podcast episode or a show. It's purely on coaching, group coaching. So we work through collective situations so we can expand your heart, expand your mind, expand your spirit, and we can all expand together. So mm-hmm. if you want to get involved in that, there's going to be a link for a wait list in the show notes. And we're going to start on the 3rd of March, 3322. Mm-hmm. So any people that are looking for support, it's going to be a fee of, I think we're going to, it's going to be originally priced at 2222 US, but I think for the first month, we're going to have it available for 1111. And if we have it longer than that, at that price, we might. We might not, but you never know. We'll see if we get inspired to open it up a little longer at that mm-hmm. price. So if you do want to hear any more about it, you can message either Emma or myself um, or you can just sign up to the wait list and we will send you the details in the coming days. Mm. It's really going to be a space that's anchored in community, anchored in connection, and we just want you to feel safe there to express yourself to feel supported so if this calls to you and if you would like to connect with like-minded people then definitely invite you to to jump on the wait list and then we'll keep you informed and and Mm, yeah beautiful so danielle's just mentioned so her dad's getting out of prison He's not a good guy, but he wants to reconnect with me. I haven't seen him in 15 years. He would send me letters every once in a while. What should I do? So, Danielle, this is a really interesting thing because my yeah, dad also... I feel like this had, is your, your guidance needed on this one, Luca. Yeah. My dad, um, my dad was also in prison and has also been known to not be a good guy. So, I can totally resonate with you. And um, I had two big stints in between reconnecting with him and one was very i think for me from my perspective i'll just share with you from my perspective so my perspective was i never had a dad growing up my grandfather was my father and then he passed away 
And so I always longed for a masculine figure in my life. And so I'm not sure whether that is for you or not, but um, obviously you can comment if as you hear this. So for me, my biggest desire was to have a dad. And I would do at the point when he was came back into my life. So it was about after 15 years, um, same as you. I was like, yes, I want to, despite everyone telling me he's not a good guy, watch out, he's going to steal from you, he's going to hurt you, he's going to do all this stuff. He was, you know, 20 years a heroin addict. He was, he went to jail for armed robbery. Um, he had been messed with, mixed up with gangs and all that sort of stuff. And so I was like, you know what, that's a long time ago. He's okay. And he had just actually got out. He was just actually in rehab the time I first time I reconnected with him. I was 19. And then we had a huge falling out. But for me, I was so sort of, I was never going to do it any other way because I needed to experience that for myself. And I put myself in a situation that wasn't dangerous. I mean, we actually caught up first. I didn't just like go over there and just spend the rest of my life with him. We caught up for a little bit. I, I took a trip because I was living on one side of the country. He was on the other. I took a trip over, saw him, hung out, got to meet the family. I was like, okay, this could actually work. Everyone was still telling me, be careful, be careful, be careful. My ex-girlfriend and I moved over. We started living with him and then he started getting back on the drugs. So he had, and that's when we had a big falling out and it got a little bit scary for just a portion of it. But because money money and drugs get involved in someone when they're when they're relapsed it's pretty scary so for you my advice would be like really follow your heart in this and make sure that obviously you don't put yourself in harm's way i knew that i wasn't going to be in harm's way in the first part but my heart needed some sort of reconciliation for the past and so i needed that that experience to process it and then we didn't connect for the next 10 years. So we had another 10 years off. It was a big falling out and the universe brought us back together, you know, through a family death. His brother died of a heroin overdose and my auntie didn't answer the phone when the police called because it was a private number. It was on her birthday and they ended up finding my dad who hadn't, no one knew where he lived. So the police ended up finding my dad, reconnected with him and he once again came back into the family. At this point, he was off all drugs and everything but he just thought that he had his time was done with the family and so he just had given up hope and then all of a sudden boom he ends up reconnecting with my auntie which is his sister and then eventually you know stayed in touch and then asked if he could speak with me and i said yeah you know what i was going through my healing journey so i was like absolutely i'm not going to hold anything against him at this point i had done a lot of healing and i said to him um, when he called me, he called me, he asked to call me first. So I said, yeah, that's fine. And I f before he even spoke, I just said, before you, before you say anything, dad, I just want you to know this. Like I got no, I've got no resentment towards you whatsoever. Um, and I had to really think about whether I wanted to call him dad, to be honest, because I was like, he hasn't actually been in my life all that long, but he was my dad. And there was a lot of me. I was a lot of who I was was deep down him as well, and and um, and I think I also just it was actually weird to say dad to be honest, but I did, and um, I had to forgive him in that moment because I knew if I didn't call him dad and I called him by his real name, or I had 
had asked him to apologize and all this sort of stuff, I knew I was still acting from a place of hurt, acting from a place where I um, wasn't actually truly forgiving. And whether you want to do that or not, that's okay. But forgiveness really does heal a lot of wounds in people. Forgiveness not only heals you, but it also heals them. And there's this quote that I've got in my email. It's like, um, forgiveness is to set free a prisoner only to realize that that prisoner was you. And that's like a huge thing is that people inherently are, innately are good. It's their experiences. And while it's also nice to stay in touch with your safety and protect yourself because some things can change, but it's also nice and how much change can happen just by the act of forgiveness. But you also have boundaries and you also get to care for yourself. So that was a healing experience for me. And now to the point where, you know, look back 20, uh, no, 12 years, I look back over 12 years of my first interaction with my dad to now, I can say now I don't need a dad because I never really, 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 I don't crave what I was needing back then as a young teenage boy. As a, as a young adult. So that's lovely. I, what you said, Beth. Yeah, Daniela, thank you. That helps a lot. I think I need time to heal first. Your story means so much to me. It is hard, but it's nice knowing someone understands what I'm going through. Yeah, you know, it's like you picked the right person to comment today, like mm. this having me here. I've got the exact same experience. So mm. I think healing is a big part of you and your dad. As you heal, he heals. That's one thing I've always focused on is like what my healing means for my family. I think this helps for a lot of people listening, and I know, Emma, you've experienced this hugely as well, Mm -hmm. is where um, I heal, I notice that my family starts to open up and starts to expand themselves. And Mm -hmm. I've got a philosophy where uh, and and a perspective on life where it's all that matters is what I do in this world. And that's not a selfish point of view in terms of like, I don't need to go and try and change anyone people who need to change will naturally come to me as I change. Mm. And it's something, it's something like miraculous that I've never seen before until like I've really understood this path. And it's like as you shift, they shift. As I shift, the world shifts. So for Danielle and everyone else listening, for people that are like wanting change in, in their family and wanting different relationships, start to move through this yourself and then you'll go and do that healing for you heal that part of you that you know you've got this loss from not having your father around Mm -hmm. heal that masculine aspect of you and that'll heal his feminine in him Mm -hmm. and you two will balance out do you have anything to add to that emma i'm getting emotional (laughs) (laughs) it's really beautiful to witness that so there's yeah. nothing that I feel cool to add in this moment. It's just nice to witness and hold space for that. Yeah. I mean, that's really beautiful. I haven't really mm-hmm. shared much of that story before. I think um, I've got I think a lot Danielle of... healed a part of you to share that in that moment as well. So, Danielle, mm, I think sure. you bringing that in allowed something to move for Luca. So that's your power that you have. Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, my... um. My dad, my dad, I know deep down he's, we've, we've actually came back, 
and had a good relationship for a good year and then he sort of shifted away again. Um, but I've sort of, it's so funny, I've got no charge towards it. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm, sending, I'm sending now? him love. Yeah, heaps. Yeah. Heaps. So and even for my stepfather, because my stepfather had a lot of pain too. And that was a, I was in a very violent household. But it wasn't always that, and there was some good times too, so I can't always focus on that. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a lot of bitterness for, for a lot of my life. I'm like, I didn't have a father, and then I get this stepfather who, you know, does has it creates a violent experience. Mm-hmm. But then I later realized what had happened in his life for that to happen. I was like, fuck. And it took me a while, but eventually I was like, wow, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I'm so sorry. And that is truly like one of the greatest things I've ever been able to do is to forgive. Mm. Right. Resentment. Resentment is just an anchor to the past. And if you want to move forward, if you want to step into your true self, if you want to expand yourself, you have to get rid of that anchor. You have to pull it up, wind it in and move forward because it's dragging you down. It's keeping you behind. It's keeping you back from experiencing your true essence. I am more of myself than I've ever been because I've had to pull up all these different anchors in my life. Mm. So as people are listening to this, think about where are your anchors buried? You mm. know, what backyard is your anchor buried in right now and whose yard is that? It's not yours. You should have no anchor down. No anchor should be down. That's the goal because then you're free to go. You're free to move. You're free to be you. You're light. You're bouncy. You know, you can move through life. Mm. So forgiveness is a huge aspect to bringing up those anchors and then processing all of those things. Like I, I, one of the things I do, Danielle and I do, not this Danielle, my Danielle, uh, mm. religiously is, is it's just, in, and I know you do this too, Emma, is like what, what am I learning from this experience? Mm. That's one of the quickest ways for us to process what just happened or process anything from the past and like, what am I learning? Because this situation has come to help me, not them. Something has nothing to do with them. They're just a participant in our experience. What have they come to teach me? For Danielle here on this on on this chat, on this life, maybe she's learning how to truly forgive. What maybe she that's to teach you. Yeah, sorry. What has this come to teach you right now? Come to teach me. Show you. You know, I think it's very beautiful actually that we have a really expansive question like this. For to to be honest, what I learned from this is that it gives me it gives me clarity on where we're going with this show. Because this is ultimately the community that we're creating. So for me, if this triggered me, this is how I would process it. If this triggered me, then I'm learning something about myself. But if this has sort of come into my field, then I'm getting clarity about something. Yeah. Because this didn't trigger me. This was actually really beautiful. It so, was. If, so when I say I'm learning something, it can also be guidance in clarity mm. going forward. Does that make totally. sense? Yeah. I see the same with like inspiration. When you see someone and they're in your Absolutely. field and you're like, whoa, I'm super 
something about this person I'm connected to. And it's, I think we can get caught up because the way myself and Luca live our lives is pretty much treat, treating our reality as a mirror to ourselves in a mm -hmm. small, in a small way of putting that. But there's so many different dimensions of that where it's not just that person is us, but it's, yeah. it's also that part of us that we're inspired to bring out to the world that, that it's confirming things to us that we don't quite yet have the confirmation or the confidence to embody that confirmation within ourselves. There's all these intricate, beautiful elements that come into that. And then through that, I, I think we've spoken a little bit about this before, but I just absolutely am so blown away as the more I trust this way of living my life and the more I open my awareness and my heart to see life this way, watching the patterns of the universe show up and speak to me is just like mm. nothing compares, nothing compares to it because mm. it's within you. All of mm -hmm. this is within you and the patterns that are being shown, shown up, the synchronicities, the symbols, that when you just open your eyes and open your heart that you can see. Yeah. Oh, it's it's incredible. I mean, me and Luca usually jump on this show, um, you know, 20 minutes before the show, and we, we just chat about some of the crazy, cool things that we've experienced. And that's only in a week, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. when we catch up, like as if we've experienced a year's worth of energetic mm. things because we're mm. so open and we're, we're able to receive these things and see them. And I think if that's one thing that, that a lot of people can take from the community that we're building and, and our shows is expanding your heart, mind and spirit is not about becoming someone else or becoming, putting yourself on a pedestal or becoming huge. It's about deeper connection with yourself and then from that a deeper connection with the universe and with other people and I think that is that is the truth of what we want to experience in this life and then everything mm. else is a byproduct of that more abundance more more time more pleasure more pain that you can hold more deeper connections with people all these things are byproducts but mm. what what expands really about is connecting with yourself and opening your eyes to see the world in such a beautiful unique and different way and I know my life has changed dramatically since I began to trust that it was safe for me to do that that mm -hmm. it was safe for me to live in the unknown and the unseen and trust mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. and to watch the universe respond to that trust through these incredible like today Danielle coming on this for you again it's confirmation for you and it's synchronicities coming in to show you something right life is one big can... synchronistic experience oh, exactly completely and the more that we can open our eyes and our heart to receive these the more the universe sends us things of confirmation to, yeah. to show us the path that we're walking is the right path for sure and then we're not really in the unknown and the unseen we're in the unknown and the unseen compared to what the physical is but we're in a world that's pure magic yeah magic is real. well we are magic i mean it's, it's funny you say magic is real i just want to add i'm going to talk about magic is real mm. for a sec but i want to add this next thing is really? 
just before you said how there's this stuff that comes into your life that can be clarity or confirmation. It's like this inspiration that comes into your life and you're like, whoa, that's possible for me, right? So when you yeah. someone comes in that's doing something that you'd love to do, take that as confirmation that it's possible for you. <laughs> but Danielle just shared with me before I got on this, she's like, oh, check this out. I was in this Facebook group. One lady just decided to start her own raw chef uh, food business and she was on, she was started on social media and everything. I think it was like six months in and all of a sudden she gets a random message from a billionaire asking for her to be a private chef and now her world has just changed in an instant. She's now a private chef for one of the billionaires. A billionaire. <laughs> and it's just like your life can change in an mm. instant but go after what you want. Go mm. after what you want and then you get a random message like that that just happens. Another thing just, I want to talk about. Just Can I just tap into that a little bit? And I yeah, think yeah. like what you were saying there, how is how important is it to stay open, like to receive those things, Yeah. to stay open to the that so many things are possible beyond your current understanding or the way that you can see things. So many things are possible. We often limit ourselves by saying, okay, money has to come this way. Success mm. has to come this way. It can come in a multitude of ways. Just look at people that are successful now. Their stories are not all the same. The journeys are not all the same. Mm. And the same is true for you. What's in them is in you. You're not different just because they've experienced success. You can find so many different examples of success. So opening yourself to the unlimited possibilities that are available to you and being open to receive the one that is best for your unique path for your soul's destiny and trusting that and walking that path Mm. that will allow these things to come in for you right so that woman who received that she was she was in a position that she was open to receive right not Mm. attached to receiving because we can do that we can get attached to receiving or we can get attached to avoiding yeah that's control right like when you Mm. when, when we talk about openness uh being closed is trying to control the outcome trying to control the thing that's you can be focused you can be determined you can go after something but Mm -hmm. it's like this or better if something moves go with it and so openness Mm -hmm. is like allowing the things to change Mm -hmm. in order to get you something get what you to to help you get to what you want to get to get to your target or you might have to be a detour to your target but you're you're going there so and this is a phrase this or better so Mm -hmm. openness is this or better and trusting that the better comes in a diversion okay the diversion comes leads to better and that's just a mindset that's the mindset it's a it's a it's a strong one to hold as well being aware that we can still be safe to trust and listen to our own guidance and our own desires Mm. and follow that path but also Mm -hmm. know that sometimes there's things that we can't see yet that can be brought in to also take us on a new path that we weren't aware of so Mm -hmm. it's like what you said there Luca just that trust and that following of your desires but also that ability to be open to something that you haven't yet seen that is Mm -hmm. actually better than what you think that you want amen amen and just talking about magic for a second you said that this world is really (laughs) magical like Harry Harry Potter Harry Potter is real man Harry Potter like, is real. I just want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I'm there most of the time. I'm off my nut anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is what I was thinking about, and I think about this sort of stuff often. Is like, isn't it nuts that right now our planet, which weighs like 
trillions of tons <laughs> of right i don't even actually know the weight. i don't know i could probably google it we but figured this one out last time and we still didn't know last time <laughs> it's so heavy that it's not rest and it's not resting on anything in space it's so heavy and i and i know it's a gravitational force right that makes things heavy but to think about this huge planet suspended in the middle of nowhere and the energetic force that moves that weight around the sun at a perfect and it spins us at a perfect rotation at a perfect axis so we can live and create life on this earth and it spins around the sun at a specific rate that creates 365 days a year mm-hmm. it creates 12 hours or 24 hours in a day and it does it this perfect thing and so this is energetic force that that, that is influencing us always but if if there was, say, gravity out mm-hmm. in space, Earth would just drop, continuously drop, 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 and it'll be fast too. We would just evaporate on Earth. It would just drop, 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 until where? What is it going to hit? Mm-hmm. Nothing. But the crazy thing is our planets and everything are spinning around each other, around the sun, but the sun's also moving in space. It's not staying still, so it's moving. So we're actually we're actually traversing through space i think about this every time i need a reminder that there's a sort of bit of doubt in me that something's not possible (laughs) what a reminder that is (laughs) that something's not possible and guess what in five billion years that sun is going to expand and it's going to swallow earth goodbye Goodbye. Goodbye, my friend. I love that. James Blunt. (laughs) So good. I used to write letters to my like teenage teenage girlfriend who was like a a pen pal. I was 14 or 15. Teenage girlfriend who was a pen pal, right? Yeah, so So I was in country New South Wales. Yeah, once. Okay. I was (laughs) twice. I was in country New South Wales. She was in Sydney. Yeah. Seven hours apart. I moved. I went to Sydney to see my mate who just moved there. I met her. I don't even know how I met her. We ended up <laughs> hooking up on a ferry or something. I don't even know how I met. I can't even remember the situation how I met her. But it was before any social media sort of like dating apps mm-hmm. or anything. Even before that was before that would have been oh. Well, you're like fourteen years six. old. You'd that would have been oh like six. Tinder. So before social. <laughs> I think we had Bebo. That was you remember Bebo? Bebo, oh my gosh, yes. And MySpace was next, wasn't it? Yeah, I had Bebo. Bebo. Like I didn't do MySpace. I was like going through this like weird emo phase, and I would wear these like gloves that were like emo gloves. Oh yeah, Bebo <laughs> was gangster. Pictures like this. If you can't watch the video, I'm doing some like stupid poses that I do at 14. It was oh so God. cool, wasn't it? And don't you think like this is what was coming to me the other day? Sorry to like go yeah, off yeah. on a different tangent, but. The fact that like Bebo's gone, MySpace gone, Facebook will one day be gone, Instagram will one day be gone. You know, all of these things are evolving. All of these things are constantly changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the power of like being rooted in non-attachment to these things, non-attachment to these things whether that's for your social interactions for your business non-attachment to these things because one day they will go yeah and they'll be replaced by something else 
five billion years we'll all be gone but by that yeah. point we'll be bloody intergalactic yeah we'll species be doing traveling in warp from... speed we'll be, we'll, doing we'll be expanding from the universe next to ours <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i mean i'm already half there so yeah <laughs> so so while this is all like while I say all this, right? The fifteen. Uh, well, while mm. I say we're we're going to be swallowed up in five billion years, is just so just to give us a bit of clarity of like because sometimes we feel like this world needs to change. Mm. We are so young. I was listening to a podcast on Joe Rogan the other day where he talked about he had a person on the person talking about like the cosmic to- or the human uh, the human humanity's timeline. So how long humanity has been in existence, which is like 160,000 years. And if that was a book, it would be 800 pages long, right? Mm-hmm. Say it's 800 page long book. America was, America was colonized on the last two sentences of that book. Mm-hmm. If you think about the whole book being the existence of humanity, America was colonized in the last two sentences. So if you were to think about where social media is, that would probably be the last letter, the last letter. And so to think about how far we've evolved and we're expanding exponentially now, it's like the the, the growth rate, especially in technological advancements, is like is like spiking super high, right? Mm-hmm. But with this, we're, when we're when we're on social media now, we're effectively playing with a teenager. Because it's technically around about 15, properly 15 years old, right? We're playing with a teenager and it's still figuring itself out. Its hormones are still pumping. It's pu- gone through puberty. It's getting bloody, it's, its hormones are coming out. So now it wants to, it's getting attracted to other people. It's, it's starting to explore mm-hmm. its sexuality. So remember when social media can be really, really confusing and challenging for a lot of people, just remember you're also you're, you're, you're experiencing life with a teenager. So we have to be graceful and that mm. we're still so young. We're still so young. So when you say, why isn't this world is so toxic, this world is so this, that, it needs to change, the government this, the government that, people this, people that, need to start awakening. We're awakening because it's it's like, all 160,000 years before us had to happen of humanity's awakening. We're like the last two sentences. We're writing a new book now. If we were to turn that whole, the next 160,000 years ahead of us, starting from this chapter where we're advancing now, where we're awakening now, we're waking up, our consciousness is expanding, this is the new book, and you're the start of a new chapter. What does the new book look like? Fuck knows. What digital. Is this it's digital. It's, an, it's, an, it's a it's a it's a oh, Kindle. It is. <laughs> it's a Kindle. It's a Kindle book. I wonder what it's going to look like. I think it's just it's awesome to be on this journey in a way where you're aware of this journey at the same time. Like it's so freaking cool. Like kind of what I was saying earlier. Like it's just. Yeah. I mean, it's like the highs are highs and the pain is painful, <laughs> but I wouldn't have it any other way. I literally wouldn't have it any other way. And I think if there's one thing to be said from like that analogy and that kind of metaphor that you brought in there, it's like just enjoy life, play more, be more. And all those things that you think are not possible and all those doubts like Luca said in your mind, 
just put them in perspective put them in perspective mm. to the trajectory of your life and think and ask yourself what am i really losing if i go after the things that i want to do what mm. am i really losing like is it really that i'm losing all my friends i'm losing my family i'm losing that or am i just losing the attachments that i have to the outside world mm and two parts of myself that no longer serve the trajectory of my life and then think what am i gaining amen what are you gaining while you're saying that i'm just going to look up something it's uh yeah. <laughs> five regrets of the five regrets of the dying have you heard about that no i think you might have shared it before cuz we had a, we had an episode a bit about near death experiences but go go again cuz it's coming through so so five regrets of the dying. This is a lady who was a palliative care nurse. So people spend time with people on their di- on their deathbeds as they, you know, their life comes to an end. And so she went around and asked them a series of questions and asked them, you know, what was their biggest regret? Mm-hmm. And so that she categorized it as like top five regrets of the, the microphone dying. microphone again. Oh, this bloody thing. <laughs> Hang on. Can you hold them up and then I'll read them for you? Luke has got microphone issues again. No, now you're gone. We can't even hear you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Can... Now I can hear you. Yeah. Are you back? Okay. There we go. He's back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five regrets of the dying. I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. I wish I hadn't worked so hard. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. I wish I had let myself be happier. <laughs> Five I'm... regrets of the dying. So think about, and I think about this often, what am I really going to regret? What am I going to look back on my life and go, what, what, I, what, what am I proud of? And I know this. this is a really... You know, some of the times with some people might go, yeah, but I need to work to this, this, and this, and this. Like, I understand there's a lot of people that have circumstances that are very different, right? And Mm -hmm. so you can use, this doesn't mean you have to have the perfect situation to make these, these five things, five wishes possible in your life. You don't need to have the perfect circumstances to Mm -hmm. have a, have more courage to live a life true to you. It might not happen overnight. You might not be able to quit your job and go and do this stuff, but it can happen in a shorter period of time if you really focus on it. Say you've got to pay off debt or you've got to think about all these things. If you really start to change your mindset and change the belief systems that brought you into that situation in the first place and acknowledge, okay, where do and decide where do I want to go, you can make it happen. It might not happen overnight. It might not happen in two years. It might happen in five years, but I certainly would love to see it happen in five years and not get to the end of your life and regret it mm. because you didn't have the courage to go after it. Then you think about, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Like at the end of the day, you're going to say, fuck, I loved how much I worked. It was so awesome. Because, or are you going to be like, I wish I actually didn't work so much so I could spend time with the people that mattered. Really think about that. I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Now, Emma and I are advocates for this because what we know is on the other side of the express of the expression of those feelings is freedom is liberation liberation of the spirit 
it finally doesn't feel weighed down by the density and the burdens of this planet that you get collect collect from our consciousness and from all our past if we can just say ah this is how i feel and it's like the weight off your shoulders i've had people that have i've had clients that have come to me who have opened up about stuff that they've never talked to anyone about yeah. and they go i feel like i feel like a feather right and that's wish- why we why created this community to to yeah. allow that to happen right to allow that to happen not Fucking just for you oath. guys not just for you guys but for us as well like we're walking this path with you we're not every day ahead. baby we're every day behind. we're walking it with you you know and i think it's the power of having people to walk alongside you but also see you in your power not see you as someone who's suffering see mm. you as someone who's at, like if you're expressing from your pain i know this with myself and luca we can share things with each other on such a deep level and and our pains and it's not like we're seeing each other as anything less and same when we hold space for our clients we're not seeing as them as less or suffering we're seeing them beyond the patterns beyond the pain beyond the things yeah. that are coming up and and that's yeah. what's important is knowing that the truth of who we are is beyond all of these things and connecting with someone from that space, seeing them in their power, seeing them in their vulnerability, holding space for that, holding compassion for that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the future in my eyes. Amen. Amen. And I think one of the quickest sort of ways to, well, not the quickest way, but a really great place to start for liberation of your feelings is to work through shame. I think that's where that's one of the low shame and guilt. Shame is actually the lowest frequency, energetic frequency of the emotions, according to the scale of consciousness. So if you can really look at where you're ashamed of things mm. and start to find an avenue and how to express that, coming to our group, expand is one way. Going to see a therapist is another way. Going to see someone who can hold space for you is another way. Like, joining another group, whatever, but find an avenue where you can release the shame. It's just energy that wants to be released and you realize it wasn't that bad and you realize, oh, people can hold me. But if you say it around the wrong people, it can also be, you know, it can also be traumatic. I guess that's like channeling again. That's when it's connecting to your body, connecting to the right time for you, allowing that to unfold naturally, not forcing it. I think that kind of happened last week with both of us. Like we shared about in our, in our past relationships where we, we were lied a lot where we lied mm. to to other people. And, and I realized that after when I watched that back, I was like, whoa, that was like a part of me that I was ashamed of that was finally coming up to be seen. And mm. although there's going to be some resistance in your body to allow that to happen, because naturally, the biologically speaking, we're also wanting to protect ourselves and stay in survival mode. But when you realize, like Luca said earlier, like on the other side of that is freedom, on the other side of that is your liberation, then in a safe, supportive environment, allowing that to come up is not as scary as it seems. It's actually mm. so, so freeing. Mm. Absolutely. And another one, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. You know, I think sometimes on this path, I've definitely held this, was like trying to be around more of my people. <laughs> And when I say that, I say that I've quote unquote, because that for me was like, oh, but I, you're not sort of, you're not, 
you're not the same vibe as me. <laughs> what I want to talk about is if you just be yourself, you'll never have to migrate and push away from anyone. If you just be yourself, people will either resonate or won't resonate. And so the migration will be natural. Mm-hmm. But also, like, is this world... For me personally, I don't find this world meaningful without people to share it with. Yeah. And there will be, might just be, it's not about having a quantity, a fucking buttload of friends, it's about (laughs) having a quality amount. Like Mm. one or two people is okay. One is okay. That just gets you. Yeah. And if you can express yourself around that person in your highest frequency, that is so magnetic. Just having deeper connections with people and not and those deeper connections like we said don't have to be with people that seem see life the same way as we do you can still have mm. a deeper connection with people behind all of that stuff I've seen that so many times in my life with some of my my friends who I'm incredibly blessed to have we see life through different perspectives but there's something underneath that and what I believe that is is unconditional love mm unconditional mm-hmm. love for the other and that's and yeah. then naturally people fall away naturally people come in and just yeah. holding that that there for them yeah i i agree and and one of the things too is like i don't actually try and be around more woke people more spiritual people in fact some of the most spiritual people are people who don't actually live on this path but yeah. we don't allow ourselves to really get into that environment and but when you're in that environment, just be yourself. <laughs> just be yourself and, and work through the fear of being rejected or whatever, but just be yourself. But come in there and go, hey, I see me and you. I see me and you. And I can have conversations about anything now, mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. And I'm just feeling like I'm, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It doesn't have to be this. Uh, oh, I can only have conscious conversations. Fuck no. Like that's, not, that's, that's beyond the point. Do you think Jesus went and had conscious conversations with the prostitutes, (laughs) right? He just held space. He forgave them. He said, it's okay. He goes in and has the same conversation with the Pharisees, but he didn't change who he was every time he went into a different house. Mm. He didn't listen to the opinions of all the people that said, you can't go and hang out with the Pharisees. You can't go and hang out with the prostitutes. He didn't listen. He went into the brothel. He went into the house of the Pharisees. He went in there and he just went in there and was himself. And that's what I believe is the most important thing. When I talk about this, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. If you think on, you're on this conscious journey, you think you've got to be away from the unwoke people, well, follow that path, but then eventually you'll realize that the, the wokest thing you can ever do is stay in the matrix mm-hmm. and play with your light. Play with your light in the matrix. You need to code the light in the matrix. And I use that term. It's just in the in the real world. And I say even in the real world and I'm like, whatever. But it's just in life. Life will ta- life will move you places. When you think you've got to be somewhere else, or life will move you there if you just let go and allow it to be that way. And the last one here before we finish was, I wish I'd let myself be happier. What does that mean, Emma? I've noticed actually this in myself a lot through my life that I've restricted my ability to receive and celebrate my own pleasure and my own happiness and my own joy Mm. because 
we think that it's selfish because there are people suffering in the world. Like that's a story that I would tell myself. Like I'm not allowed mm. to be really happy and really joyful and mm. experience heightened pleasure in my life mm. because it's selfish to do that. Mm. You in your pleasure, you in your joy, you in your happiness is the pathway for people to see that that is possible within themselves. Mm. That is who you are at an innate level. That is who you are behind everything. That is who you are. Mm. That's the person who holds space for the pain that comes up. Letting yourself be in that. <sighs> Let mm. yourself be happy. Let yourself be fully happy. When that feeling comes to the surface, it's funny how we repress anger and we repress sadness, but we don't talk about how we repress happiness and mm. joy. When it comes up in presence, there's all, always something else to do or somewhere else to be. Let yourself be in it and express it fully. Let yourself celebrate yourself. And mm. when it comes up, just express it how it wants to come up. If you want to dance, if you want to jump around, if you want to shout, if you want to scream, if you want to cry with laughter, like let it come out. Just let it come out. I've seen that in myself on these episodes. Like sometimes we we have a little bit of a laugh and we have a joke and I'm just laughing. And then I kind of like, oh, okay, I should stop laughing now. I should come back to this. And then I'm like, no, <laughs> it's part of me. Like my joy is to, to have a laugh. I love to laugh. Mm -hmm. I love to just be silly. Like it's the mm -hmm. child within me that wants that. I love to be silly. I love to make jokes about stu like stupid dry jokes. And, yeah. and I think when we restrict that part of ourselves, we're restricting our magical essence. So mm -hmm. let yourself be fully in your happiness. Let yourself yeah. be fully in your pain. Just let yourself be fully in all of it. There's no need to yeah. protect yourself and repress it. For sure. Yeah, I see the same. It's like, why, why are we taking life so seriously? It's, it all gets it, to be play if we choose it to be. Yeah, fucking oath. Like, I'm going to make sure, like, letting myself be happier means getting myself out of the idea that it's got to be, I've got to be so serious. Mm -hmm. Like, spirituality is serious. All this is serious. This personal development is serious. Therapy is serious. Like, they're going to be they're going to be moments where you're going to be focused but mm -hmm. it doesn't mean everything has to be serious and you can't laugh like laughter is one of the greatest medicines in totally. this world have a good laugh let it go let it so all go so that that is the five regrets of the dying and i i yeah. often use this mm -hmm. you know to think about in my life like what am i going to regret the most when i'm mm -hmm. on my deathbed and what am i going to be most proud of it's two good questions you can reflect on in your journals totally I love that. So do you want to just do a little reminder for Expand, Luca, and then we can, yeah. uh, we can sign out for today? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the last public episode dun, you dun, will, dun. you'll have with Expand. It's been an absolute pleasure to promote this yeah. 20 in, episodes in this way. Now. 20 episodes has it been. So yeah. it started off Conversation with the Soul. 2022, we shifted it to Expand Your Heart, Mind and Spirit to as we shifted and we're feeling the shift. Um, and now we're shifting it again into a private community. And that was never the plan. It was just naturally that what came up. And we're yeah. like, I think we need to make this more of a healing center, more of an expansion center for people and their personal development and their personal growth and their spiritual growth. So that's essentially what we're doing. We're creating an expansion membership 
mm-hmm. where you can um, have it. There's an energetic exchange. It's going to be $22 US a month. But for the first month, we're going to make it $11 US. You're going to get access to these live and interactive episodes where you can ask questions like today, what Danielle did. Um, and you can um, interact with us as we're talking about things. And then you're going to have a private community where you can connect with everyone. But also once a month, we're going to hold a 60 to 90 minute live interactive coaching session, group coaching session, where we can work through some stuff as well. So for those of you who don't pay, can't pay, afford hundreds and thousands of dollars to work with us, this is the perfect opportunity. You get to Mm -hmm. create a community with us. You get a private exclusive interaction with us. And that's worth, you know, a thousand bloody a thousand dollars in itself a month with how we how we work privately with people um and it's going to be really really expansive our goal here Mm -hmm. is to expand your heart your mind and your spirit so you can go and be who you came here to be so if you want to find out more about or you want to join the wait list for this hit go to the link below in wherever you're watching this on the podcast if you're watching the replay on the podcast or you're on youtube whatever you'll see a link in the show notes has the wait list there Mm-hmm. I'd love to have you in there. Same. And I feel like this is just the beginning of it as well. Like I feel like yeah. it's just going to evolve and, and grow into such a, an incredible portal that is accessible, um, that is supportive, safe for everyone who shows up. Um, so yeah. we'd love to have you there at the beginning as we kind of grow and expand ourselves as well. Amen. Lovely. Anyway, thank Beautiful. you for tuning in, everyone. Um, and we'll see. And thank you, Danielle, for sharing your lovely lovely comments with us and sharing yeah. your story it was really great to have that um yeah, have that in beautiful. our space today so thank you and thanks awesome. everyone thank you take care big love bye bye bye